0: Yeah, it's kind of all hands on deck. I just got off a phone call with our our editing team making plans for how we're going to track and cover this. So
1: the responsibility of the media at this moment has be first and foremost giving information to the public that will allow them to keep themselves and their families safe, giving them information on what precautions they should be taking.
2: I do believe that it has really never been more important. I feel like events happen, and we say this all the time, but I think now in this crisis, it is really important for people to have a dependable local news outlet that they can rely on.
3: That's VT Digger senior editor Jim Welch, Free Press executive editor Emily Stigliani, and Courtney Lambden, a reporter at Seven Days. These are challenging times for the media and the democratic functions it performs educating citizens, and holding the powerful accountable. The country is in a public health crisis, information changes by the hour, and never before has media coverage been more important. This is Vermont Edition. I'm Jane Lindholm. We're live for two hours a day now, Monday through Thursday. In this edition of Mud Season, a podcast from the Center for Research on Vermont, we talk with the reporters and the editors on the front lines Seven days is Courtney Landon tells us when it started for her.
2: I don't remember the exact timeline because it all really blurs together. We got the first positive test result and I was at my boyfriend's mom's house near Saratoga, New York. It was around 11 o'clock at night and we both got an email alert that we got the first positive case. So we knew it was a matter of time, but basically we turned off Netflix and I got out my laptop and wrote up a quick story. So that's how it all began.
3: And for Courtney, telling stories of people has become her focus.
2: What I love about my job is hearing people's stories. And everything is a little different now. Everyone is going to have a coronavirus story. It's really amazing how many sectors that this is affecting. So one day I could be talking to a dentist. The next day I'm talking to a Bhutanese refugee who is working to translate materials about health warnings into Nepali.
3: As the Free Press editor Emily Stelliani says,
1: You know, the word pandemic is not one is has entered into many of our vocabularies. There's something going on in the world around us, and I think sometimes storytelling can help us make
3: sense of that. And the editors feel an added responsibility to cover government and the institutions managing the crisis. Here's VT Diggers' Jim Welch.
0: One of the things that we feel especially Uh, responsible for for maintaining coverage of, and that's state government and all its entities. The state house is temporarily closed down right now, but there'll be committee meetings taking place, and when they do, we will send staff to those. You know, and that's another important thing for us to be mindful of, and that is make sure people are aware that, that things where they are still functioning are indeed functioning well, and it's not as if it's all doom and gloom and everything is just shut down. You know, people have to take it seriously and adjust, but part of it, it falls to us to make sure that we provide as accurate a picture of things as we can.
3: But also cut through some of the bureaucratic language, make the information accessible, and bring the stories to life. Here's Emily Stigliani again.
1: And as a journalist, it's my obligation to sort of challenge jargon and understand why is it presumptive? Does it mean that it might not actually be the case?
3: So, for example, on the question of testing
1: in cases. State health officials are calling them presumptive cases until they get what we had understood to be a test back from the CDC. So then my question became, Well, what does the CDC actually do? Are they running a different test than what the state health officials are doing? Do we have reason to believe that the state health officials are not equipped to accurately identify coronavirus?
3: Again, Diggers' Jim Welch.
0: Yeah, we we do have a responsibility not to over-sensationalize any of this. You know, let's stay away from using adjectives like deadly virus. Let's point people to official sources of information and link to those where possible, because we're not the experts. And I mean, this is not a time for us to get into a you know, back and forth between anti-vaxxers and others when it comes to, to these, uh, whether we're talking about certain medicines or precautionary steps. This is not a time for the Flat Earth Society to be, to be part of our coverage.
3: But none of this reduces the role of the press in holding the powerful accountable, or as has been famously said, afflicting the comfortable and comforting the afflicted. Here's Jim Welch again.
0: I think there are legitimate questions we're gonna wanna raise with the governor and with this administration as to the level of preparedness here. Now one could argue who could ever foresee something of this magnitude, this kind of a threat. At the same time, You know, there are those who argue the government, the state government even, has been a little slow to respond with clear information.
3: And on top of this, the reporters and editors have to think about their own safety while continuing to tell the evolving story. Here's Seven Days' Courtney Lambden.
2: Yeah, so something that worries me as a reporter on the front lines is getting sick. I am a germaphobe through and through, and I always have been before the coronavirus, but now that I have to try and tell the story of how this is affecting the community, it means I have to kind of be in the community. And that means, in a way, I'm putting myself at risk.
3: Yet, talking to people is core to what a reporter
2: does. I think none of us have really dealt with this particular situation before. I mean, even in other crises and disasters like Tropical Storm Irene, it was easier for reporters to leave the newsroom and go out and talk to people. And you didn't have to make sure you stood six feet away from them when you were doing so. So it's a really strange time to be a reporter and try and get that personal angle to stories when the whole point of this thing is to create physical distance between every human.
3: And on top of all of this, it's been a decade of challenges for media operations. Tens of thousands of layoffs, cutbacks, and closures have hollowed out news coverage, both in rural areas and at the local level. In recent years, more than 20,000 reporters have lost their jobs, and hundreds of news organizations have folded. There are 1,300 counties in the U.S. that no longer have local news coverage, according to a recent study of news deserts. And those trends have only accelerated as advertising revenues vanish. In Vermont, in the last week, more than 40 reporters have been idled at operations from Seven Days to the Rutland Herald to some of the state's smaller community papers. Several small papers have closed or gone online. At the same time, media outlets have been expanding COVID-19 coverage. VT Digger, VPR, and Seven Days all have electronic newsletters focused on the story. VPR has expanded Vermont Edition to two hours, and many other outlets have stepped up and are providing critical information every day. And already, it's exhausting. As Diggers Welch says,
0: We've gotten so many questions, frankly, we're overwhelmed by it. We can't even respond to them all.
3: Pacing will be important. It's
0: going to be important also to remind ourselves we've got to be prepared to come back day after day after day and keep working this story.
3: And now is the time to support your local news organization. If there's one thing this public health crisis has underscored, it's how important the media is at this time.
2: Yeah, I guess I would just really encourage people to support their local news organization to recognize, I guess, that journalists are working around the clock to bring Vermonters the information that they need to know in a really unprecedented time in the state. And we really
3: appreciate all of our readers that have gotten back to us and told us that we're doing a great job. Thank you for listening to Mud Season, a podcast by the Center for Research on Vermont. If you are studying Vermont, either as a profession or as a hobby, consider applying for membership to the Center for Research on Vermont. It costs nothing and will help you keep up to date with the latest Vermont news and research, as well as with future podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram under username at CRVT underscore. Be sure to follow the Mud Season Instagram too. It's username at Mud Pod. More episodes can also be found on mudseason.com. That's www.mudszn.com. If you know of a story that should be featured on our show, please contact us. If we miss something or if anything in this episode is incorrect, please email us at crbt@uvm.edu at and we will update the information. Regardless, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.